This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What's shaking, you guys? Welcome back to Let's Go Win Podcast here for a Tuesday tune-up. And this is the show where we are here to help you be happy, healthy, wealthy. Today, specifically, we are going to focus on self-awareness and accountability, how to learn the mindsets and habits that will help you create more self-awareness and build that uncommon uh, accountability. And here to assist us in that is a gentleman that is awesome. Kyle Gillette is a professional coach and consultant who specializes in assisting overworked and out-of-balance business owners. He holds certifications as an ICF certified coach and behavioral analyst and has created the Blue Shirt Leadership Framework. Kyle's primary objective is to help his clients maximize their time, talent, and team. He guides them in developing self-awareness, establishing accountability, fostering a growth mindset, and empowering others to surpass their own expectations. And who doesn't want to do that, man? How you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Jam. Good to be here. Good to, good to have you. Well, overworked and out of balance. I've met a couple of those business owners, brother. I think uh, it's not uncommon to see business owners go in thinking, I'm going to create this business for freedom and 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 for financial stability and to spend more time with my 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 family and my kids only to find out, well, maybe I'm creating financial freedom, but man, the rest of my time is all screwed up. What are you seeing, man? Yeah, I, I agree. I see that. And I think there's the, the truth of, of the deal is usually when you start a business, you have to be out of balance. And I'm not too naive to know that that's what happens. And you need to make that commitment and make it with your family together and everybody that's going to be impacted by that out of balance. But if we're not careful, then it becomes a habit of staying that way. So there is this pivot point that you have to choose. It needs to be a decision that you make at certain a certain point in your business. You go, okay, now is the time to stop being all out of balance and get things back to the balance that you want. That might be 60 hours a week still instead of 80, for example. But it's that pivot point of I need to choose this. And a lot of people lose sight of that opportunity. And then they're so embedded in the habits that it starts to cost them more than just business performance and performance for themselves. It hurts other people in their lives too. So that's no good. <laughs> we don't want that. No, we don't. Cause that's why you started the business anyway, right? Is to take care of these people that we love so much. But of course, when you first start something that, that sweat equity, that, that, you know, really launching something, it's going to take some extra time. You mentioned really communicating some of these expectations. I think that's pretty important in the beginning. But then you say habits, and you you mentioned that word a couple of times. These are habits, right? These are choices, ultimately, that we can choose to make, yet often we choose not to, or we see it when it's a little bit too late, we're burnt out, and we're ready to just throw the whole darn thing in the garbage. How do we create these habits properly, Kyle? How do we go about it? Yeah, I think accountability is one of the top pieces of that is having people that you say, this is what I'm going to do. This is my intention, whether it's a friend, family member, your ch child. When you tell your child you're going to show up for a certain event or you tell a friend you're going to show up or your spouse, it, it carries a different weight than when you just make the commitment to yourself. So that, that's a big piece of it. But I think writing out your plans, what are your plans? You know, everybody talks about the importance of a business plan. Well, 
Yeah, it is important. It is valuable. And even if you just do these quarterly plans for what you intend to accomplish, it helps you to move in that direction and stay on top of it. And then you're developing the habits in the process. Yeah, it is pretty amazing how we will let ourselves down way before we will let down, let's say our kids, our our, our significant other, but making that that accountability, making that giving them permission to say, Hey, I'm going to be there. This is important to me. Why don't more people do it? Are they afraid to let these people down? Do they just not get, you know, conscious of doing it? They overworked as, you know, in the bio. And that makes sense to me that they literally can't even see that far to be like, I I can't even make that five o'clock baseball game. There's no way I have too much to do. Yeah. If you think of your vehicle right now, some of the people that are listening, including myself, that I'm talking here, uh, my, I have a check engine light on in my vehicle. Now, it's not actually my engine. It's actually a little tire pressure thing that's been on forever. That's not really a problem. But it's that indicator light on my dashboard that says there's something awry. There's something off in my vehicle. And those things fade off into the background if we're not careful. And when you have that person riding shotgun with you in your life or every once in a while they hop in and ride shotgun with you, they'll notice that light because they're not in the vehicle with you all the time. They'll notice that in, in your life and they'll point it out. Now, it's still up to you to do something about it, but we want to bring people into our lives that are willing to be brave enough to point those things out to us. And that means what we need is to be vulnerable. We have to be vulnerable. And, and how you do that is there's, I have actually have a four-step process to create this, but you need to tell your story. What's your story? What are you trying to accomplish so that people can know what you're up to and encourage you in it? And then when things aren't going at the pace that you want them to, they, they'll end up asking you questions about it just because they care. So we got to be vulnerable, put our story out there and be willing to allow people to help us notice that our dashboard, there's a light lit up that we need to do something about. So these, the light, I I like the analogy because again, now it's something that is literally, it's a flashing or it's a highlighted thing that's done, but we're not, we're not a dashboard, right? And as human beings, the ability to be vulnerable, to tell our story instead of suffering in silence, which again, I will say certainly the male species, we tend to, we just suffer in silence. How's everything going? Great. Everything's fine. Fine, fine. Well, fine is bullshit, by the way. That's not true. We all could use some work. So let's start with vulnerability. I know you said there's a four-step process. If you want to share it, cool. But vulnerability is a scary idea. And again, I'll speak for males specifically to really put themselves out there. The fear of rejection, judgment, um, not looking a certain way. Now we're talking about people that are in a leadership position. I can't be vulnerable. I need to be strong. What do you say to that, Kyle? Because uh, again, I have my own opinion on this, but I'm curious on yours. Yeah, I think I had a, actually had a, a client that said something to this effect. He said that meekness is strength under control. And to be vulnerable, we need to be a little bit meek and allow our strength to, to not be just so put out there so strong that it's overwhelming and it becomes authoritarian or becomes abusive in its own way, right? Meekness or humility is that strength under control. And sometimes we just need to push it aside for a minute 
and see what other people think. And in my life, I've been very fortunate to be mentored by my dad, a guy named Jack, and then mentored in in groups by by other guys and been a mentor to other guys myself. And every single one of those contexts, whether it's my dad, the, the my main mentor, Jack, the guy I'm being mentored right, by right now, as soon as I get vulnerable, or as soon as the people that I was mentoring got vulnerable, it changed our lives. Now, did it change them permanently? In some cases, yes. In other cases, it was just a season that it impacted and that's all that was needed. But that willingness to be open and share what was really going on changed everything to the point where some of the men that I've gotten to mentor and coach, their lives have literally been saved from from death. I mean, to the point of death, because I mentored guys that were in drugs and alcohol histories. And so they got vulnerable with their past histories and their struggles and their imposter syndromes and their confidence. And they shared that stuff. And then all of a sudden, the strength that was within them was in a much more controlled place. And then they could use that strength to their advantage instead of it being detrimental and harmful to themselves and everyone around them. But it need it required some talking. It required some opening up and usually from the mentor first, where I was vulnerable. And then they were able to open up as a result because I created that trust. So if the man and or woman is struggling with being vulnerable, what really needs to happen is they need to find someone else that's being willing to be vulnerable with them, because then that gives them the courage and the confidence to open up. And there's there's something mighty powerful about that. I'm in a group right now that we're doing that. It's men and women. And I've been in groups for the last over two decades that that's happened. And it's a beautiful thing. It's authenticity and it sucks, but it's beautiful at the same time. (laughs) And most of the time it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Here's what I heard. And I want people to hear this real clearly. These men, Jack, your father and, and the other mentor that you have currently, they allowed a safe space, A, by creating that, by sharing something of them. It's something I do every time I speak. And it, it allows people to say, okay, here's a human being with feelings, flaws, emotions, all this stuff going on. Yep. And this is actually a beacon of strength that he is able to share with, whether it's a man, a woman, doesn't matter, share these vulnerabilities. But creating that safe space, that's what I really heard there, where you have a mentor. They've said, okay, it's safe here. Kyle, go ahead and just tell me what's going on so we can really deal with what the the issues are. And here's the other thing that's amazing to me. Why don't more people let it go? Because you know how freeing that is when you're able to get that off your shoulders, out of your head, and actually share it with somebody that can understand maybe empathize or perhaps provide a solution, but that safe space is so important. Um, I want to ask you on self-awareness because you talk about really helping develop self-awareness. And again, we don't have the check engine light. I don't see one right in front of my eyes. So how do I develop that brother? How, how are you coaching people to really start to be more self-aware of what's happening with them? their their surroundings, everything that's beneficial to having that self-awareness. Yeah. One of them would be meditation. And I don't want to actually, I don't want to go into that topic. It's wonderful. People should do it. That's, that's one. So if you want to pursue that topic as a listener, pursue it, it's worth it. A simple way to meditate is to breathe in what you want and breathe out the things that you don't want. So that's a very simple way to meditate. Take your time, five minutes, something like that. There's all kinds of other methods, but that's a simple way to get started. Another one is, is 
a dashboard. Very, very practical. Over here on my second screen, it's not up right now because I don't want to be distracted, but on my second screen, I almost always have my dashboard up or my to-do list. And the dashboard is the two goals, actually right now, three goals that I'm working on for this quarter. And one of them's personal and then two of them are business. And when I look at my dashboard, I can quickly see the percentage of success I've had this week towards reaching those particular goals because I'm measuring them based on particular lead measures, things that I 100% control that will lead to the results that I want. And that is my check engine light. I've created a dashboard for myself in those three goals. And what's happened over time is I've done that numerous times and it's allowed me to become more and more aware of, of myself. If data and dashboards isn't for you, another method is something that I call a MOLO, and it's something I do every every Saturday. It MOLO stands for more of, less of. And you ask yourself five questions. What should I do more of? What should I do less of? What should I start doing? What should I keep doing? And what should I stop doing? And the order in which you ask them is pretty r- irrelevant. But the key is that you, partic- you pick a very specific topic. So if we go with business, um, when it comes to looking, reaching out for leads, for example, what should I do more of? What should I do less of? So on, work through that list. And you just pick one nuanced topic and you focus on that. And from there, you'll come up with some actions. And as you do this over the weeks, your self-awareness enhances significantly because you're, you're, you're thinking about your behaviors a little bit separated from yourself. And then you're reflecting on your behaviors too, because when you go back the next week, you look at what your previous topic was and you go, what did, how did I do with that? And that's all really good self-reflective practices. I got a bunch, but let me give give you one more. The last one or not the last one, but one more is writing. This might be difficult for men, but if you can just journal, I think about it like, normally we think in 2D, two dimensions, where it's our unconscious mind brings us a thought and then our conscious mind talks to us. That voice in your head that's maybe arguing with me right now (laughs) for the listeners or agreeing with me right now, that's your conscious mind talking to you. And your unconscious mind is coming up with these beautiful, fantastic, creative ideas. But that, when they're combined, often can feel like a jumbled mess, like a tangled hairball or something that's just confusing and frustrating. And it overwhelms us at times. The third dimension thinking is where you take that, those unconscious mind thoughts that come to you, you write them down, take the conscious stuff, the plan or the ideas that you're really working on, you put it down on paper, and then you've separated yourself from those thoughts and those actions. And you're able to look at them from like a third party perspective. So that's your third dimension. And what I tell people is when you write this stuff down, you're putting it down, you're letting it go, you're detaching. And that allows you to see this from a whole different perspective and typically more maturely and without the stress and anxiety that comes with a jumble of ideas that we're always swimming in, in our heads. Yeah. I think that's the part of, you know, you even made the comment, maybe this is tough for people, but, but really it's the easiest thing that we've even talked about because it's literally just put, put whatever is going on in your head. I don't care if it's, the most evil, vile shit that you can think of, get it out of your head. Because as we create, our minds are so amazingly powerful. They're also amazingly destructive. And we create these worlds. And what Kyle's talking about is, man, put it down. There is no judgment. There's literally just you and the paper. And that's why I don't understand 
why more people don't do it. And I've even had people, Kyle, say, I don't know how to journal. That seems overwhelming. And my answer is always, it's there's no judgment here. I don't care if you write a word or you write 10,000 words. None of that matters. Right. It's literally the act of being open to it. Because here's what I know. Once you start, it's pretty hard to stop. What What are you seeing out there, brother, when you get somebody just to write? There's some amazing things that happen, isn't there? Yeah. Well, speaking on my own experience, I was told when I was 16 to start journaling. And so I did. And I journaled about my girlfriend and my frustrations there, my excitement there. I journaled about my family a little bit and the college, other things than not into marriage and family and everything. And so the the quality of the, the journal entry improved. And all it is, is the quality of my thinking improved is what happened because I've been examining my thinking for 20 something years. And that 20 plus years of examining my thinking has created a ton of self-awareness for me mm-hmm. to the point where I t- just this morning I did, I did my journaling and in my iPhone, I do it in my notes app. That's, that's it. And I have 2,992 entries. So almost 3,000 entries that are digital. I had a bunch I used to do on paper, but so I almost have 3,000 entries. 3,000 times in my life, I've intentionally reflected on my thinking and my day and what's happening. That creates beautiful self-awareness. So when I tell my clients to do this and they actually do it because I, I can't make, I can't hold you accountable to doing something. I can create a context to help you be accountable, but I can't make you do it, right? I can point out that check engine light, but I can't take your car to the shop. <laughs> can't do that for you. When they do it, it's instant clarification for them. They'll write me back in an email or in the next coaching call. They'll tell me, oh, I know exactly what to do now, or I feel so much better, or my stress has decreased significantly, or I had a good conversation with my spouse or whatever the context, because they just put it down on paper or digitally and let it let it be released. And to address the, maybe the hesitations for people journaling, I recommend write one thing that you appreciate one piece of gratitude, just start there. And and that's it. Do it for several weeks in a row, like every single day for several weeks in a row, one thing. And if you just do one thing, that's totally okay. Don't pursue any more than that. There's, Anyway, that's what I would suggest. I had another story, but I'll shut up. <laughs> so that's no, you don't need to shut up, man. <laughs> you did say something I love, and this is a hard thing as a coach, but once you grab a hold of this as a parent, as a coach, whatever hat you're wearing, you can't make anybody do something. And that's the part of accountability I thought was brilliant that you said. I didn't want to lose that point. And I want you to dive into that a little bit more because it's so interesting how accountability can have a negative connotation, but the truth is as a coach, we ask questions, right? What are you trying to accomplish? What's your dream that you want? And they tell you, and our job is just to help guide. I can't make you do anything, but if your dream is so important, don't you want to hold yourself accountable? Yeah. Well, let me, let me walk through my, the four part process that I alluded to earlier that I call it the accountability pass P A S S. And there's obviously there's four pieces to it. The first one is passive accountability. And I've talked about this a tiny bit already, but passive accountability is sharing your story. You share your story for two reasons and to two different people. 
you share your story with a bunch of people that that you know that you probably care about what you're trying to accomplish. And you tell it as a compelling story, as if you're telling a 12-year-old this fictional novel of what you hope to see happen. This is a really compelling story and really interesting to those people. And then they will, some of them, if you tell 33, will follow up. This is kind of <laughs> the law of averages or whatever. Three people will follow up with you. But that helps keep you accountable because they're basically pointing out the check engine light that you said you're going to write a book. How many chapters have you written, for example? The other part of telling the story is you're telling your unconscious mind the story. So I tell a really beautiful story of what I want my future to be right, as it relates to my business or my family or whatever. So I'm going to create that beautiful story in my mind. And my unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between the, the reality that is today and this really well done reality that I've created. Theater of the mind. So now it goes to work on making that happen. So this is manifestation. This is meditation. This is all those things. But it's it works. It's it's scientifically a thing that works. We're not we're not making up woo-woo stuff here. So that's passive accountability. Now, when those people follow up with you, those three people, one of them you're going to really connect with. And you're going to be like, Joe, I really appreciate that you're following up with me on this goal that I'm trying to accomplish. Would you be willing to, to mutually support each other in the goals we're trying to accomplish? That's active accountability, where now you're interacting with him intentionally on a weekly basis. This is that vulnerability. This is that mentorship stuff, right? But you're exchanging it. And so you have a stake in it, and he has a stake in it. And that's really Powerful. So you follow up in person, on the phone, or via Zoom or whatever. It has to be eyeball to eyeball or ear hole to ear hole. If it's neither one of those things, it doesn't count. A text message or an email does not count. It's not It's not where the power comes from. The third piece is structures. So passive accountability, active accountability, and then the structures accountability. That's my dashboard, for example. But I like to break it down. There's all kinds of nuances, but the simplest is a digital to-do list so that the recurring habits or the recurring tasks turn into habits. And then a calendar, a digital calendar. On the to-do list is the things that you need to do to accomplish the goal, to write the book, to lose the weight, to start the business, whatever it is, <laughs> to meet the, the significant other, right? Those are the things you need to do to make it cop, uh, uh, happen. And then on the calendar is the people that you want to connect with to make it happen, right? Now, there is a little bit of overlap, of course. But if you have those two in place, now you have a very clear, actionable plan. So you have the accountability, you have your mind working on it, because that's the best computer in the world. And then you have an actionable plan. And then finally, you have self-accountability. Because ultimately, like you're saying, Jim, I am responsible for my actions and nobody else is, flat out. No matter how good of a coach you have or how good of a coach I am, I cannot make other people do it. So the metaphor is jumping out of an airplane. If you've ever skydived before or ziplined or, or done something where once you make that commitment, there's no return, you can't get back on the platform or get back in the plane, that's the level of commitment we need. When you're feeling the wind on your face and you're starting to feel like you're going to throw up and you're going to pass out because you're standing on that platform or you're going to jump out of the airplane, you could probably say, no, I can't do this and turn around. That's decision. You're to the When you get to that point, you've made a decision that you're going to jump. But as soon as you fall out of that airplane or go down that zip line or whatever, you're committed and you're not going to crawl back into that airplane. You're, <laughs> you're falling. It's over. So when it comes to accountability in anything, we need to figure out what that point of no return is. What is that place where we quote, I say lose gravity, even though that doesn't make sense. Where is it where gravity takes over and you cannot, you're, you're, you're on the way and there's no way you can look back. That That is 
where accountability on the self side is gold. I love that. And that whole interested versus committed, like the, you have great analogies, man, as you're leaving the airplane, that's a commitment. There's no interest in skydiving. You're skydiving, man. I love it, man. Passive active structure self. I love the acronym. I think it's amazing. Kyle, I can't believe how fast this flew by brother. If people wanted to reach out to you, learn more about what you're doing with your coaching business, your framework, where's the best place for them to connect with you online? Yeah, go to blue shirt business, sorry, blueshirtcoaching.com is the best website. Blue shirt business community is the other place to go on Facebook. So look up blue shirt business community and it's a community of business owners and we collaborate and we connect and we do networking conversations, that kind of stuff. So both of those places are the best way to connect with me and just mention this show so I know where you came from and then I'll be able to connect with you directly from that context too. Love it. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming by. Somehow you made accountability kind of cool. And that's, I'm a big fan of that because accountability is one of my favorite words and you made it so simple and yet easy and, and, and awesome. So thank you, brother. Yeah, you got it. Thank you You guys. I mean, look, who doesn't want to be more self-aware? Who doesn't want to hit their goals? He literally gave you a very simple, and I mean that in the most positive way I can say it. He broke it down to these four levels that you have and simply starting by sharing, using some of these tools by writing, your life will significantly get better. Go check Kyle out, man. He's a great dude. I was on a show, just a good man, and he's helping people around the world with it. Also, share the show. You know somebody that needs help with self-awareness, with accountability. They want to accomplish their dreams. Share this show with them so that they can do it as well. Don't be selfish. Share the show out. All right, you guys, until next time, I appreciate you all. Remember, your mindset matters. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson.